Welcome to Beggar's Bread, a podcast where we invite Christians and truth seekers to engage with thoughtful resources in an age of disinformation. Our name is inspired from a quote by D.T. Niles, evangelism is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Each week, we recommend a source for you, either a podcast, sermon, or video. This week, we bring you the farewell. And with that, this is Luke in Wisconsin, and I'm here with Nick in North Carolina. How's it going, Nick? Hello, hello. Here for final episode, I am awake enough. <laughs> hey, that's good. Grad any, any school's tears? almost over. What's that? Any tears shed? Tears shed for the podcast? Uh, hmm. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I think it'll, it'll be more like, oh, you know, because by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be mid-December, so we won't have been recording for a month and a half by then. Yeah. We'll which I retired, think would be kind of weird, yeah. Drinking um, some beverage of choice like root beer in Florida. God's waiting room. <laughs> what? <laughs> You never Why heard are you that? drinking? No, I've never heard that before. I was thinking about like <laughs> no my my tradition because working at the cafe, I used to drink like a tiny little shot glass of eggnog like every morning I worked, and now they they've informed me that they're not actually bringing back eggnog, and everybody that I work with knows that that's the only thing I drink for the entire like winter Christmas holiday season, and so um so if anything I might have some tears over that i see um, but that is upcoming yeah upcoming That's... first we're going to talk about our resource <laughs> our resource oh yeah we have a resource for our final episode yeah we do and amazingly enough it is aptly titled the farewell yeah it's pretty great as is our resource yeah i was like <laughs> you know what we took so long trying to figure. It. Well, I don't think we took that long to figure out a title because we didn't really talk about it. And I no, was just like, it took a while because it was multiple weeks. Remember, like the first couple of weeks, we were just kind of like, ah, we'll figure it out later. Oh yeah, true. We kind of did the same thing with the um, "Won't You Be My Neighbor" too, because we we're like, mm, neither of us have listened to this recently. <laughs> Let's try again. Uh, and then we did, and we got a good. I think it was a good title. Kudos to you on your title making skills. Yeah, way to go, us. Yeah, but this one's, I think I like this one a lot because not only is the movie thematically tied in, I think, with, I don't know, just like the way in which we're going about this podcast and then like there's kind of almost a parallel between the challenges the family faces in the movie and then what, you know, kind of like the challenges that we're experiencing, but that's different. Let's talk about what the movie actually is, right? And so, <laughs> yeah, I guess what we should is the talk. Movie? Yeah, yeah. So it's called the, the Farewell. Came out in 2019. It's actually um, a movie in which a Chinese family discovers that their grandmother has only a short while left to live, and then they decide to keep her in the dark, scheduling a wedding to gather the entire family together before she dies. I got that from IMDb. That's a good unquote. description. Yeah, it was good. And so. I think, well, first of all, I'd like to know like what you thought about the film, um, if you watched it. Because honestly, we never talked about it before. Oh, you did? Okay, good. I was like, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. probably not going to end well if you're like, yeah, I didn't no, actually. No, no, no. I watched it. Watch. I watched it on Halloween while I was passing out candy. Hey. <laughs> I paused it every time I got up to pass out a Kit Kat or no, product placement or Heath Bar product placement or something else. <laughs> 
Uh, and we have like, so many sponsors for this show. <laughs> so many sponsors that don't give us any money. <laughs> what the <laughs> heck? What are we even doing? Um, so, hence why we're, we're quitting. Business. <laughs> so, um, no, we're not quitting. We just we accomplished our task, Nick. There's no more disinformation. <laughs> oh, uh, you gotta okay. Give it like ten more minutes, and then we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah i was, I was, the passing out, no, I was passing out candy on halloween and then i was like hey this is a good time to watch this movie um and uh yeah it was good i i was i always feel like nick you give me my vegetables for my film otherwise i end up watching things like squid game that are just about <laughs> killing people <laughs> Oh, you watch, you, so you watch Squid Game? See, that, that did not like, track oh, I did. with me and the oh, boy. theme or the genre that you'd be into. Yeah, Yeah. well, it wasn't. Then my roommate was like, oh, it's got some political commentary. And then I watched it and I was like, eh, not really. But a little bit. I guess it, a it, little bit. Fonzo, is it like listen to this? South a little Korean bit. political yeah, commentary? Well, <laughs> now let's talk about this. So basically, there's a North Korean character that's kind of a protagonist in a South Korean f- series. And oh. my roommate astutely noticed that's pretty interesting and a lot of north koreans he allegedly i don't know how he knows this but he knows a lot of random things watch netflix series so he's like oh maybe it's a way of like uh you know a way of building rapport among north koreans so uh it was an interesting idea and then i watched it and you know i see where that idea is coming from there wasn't a ton of political commentary it kind of seemed like the hunger games just more brutal and korean (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I was wondering, because they, like, all the Korean, we've talked about it before, but, like, all the Korean things, like, South Korean movies I've seen really do have, like, these ingrained social commentaries about, like, class and race, which is so interesting, because, um, if you're looking at it just from, like, a, you know, an American point of view, it doesn't, there's, like, again, parallels to kind of stuff, but, like, we don't have the same history, and so it's harder, like, if you don't have that knowledge of, like, the economic disparities there and then like um colonization factors between them and japan and stuff like that like it plays into a whole bunch of different things that you really do have to do a lot of research into so that's true i'm not saying that's the case for squid games i don't know well i shouldn't be that dismissive i'm more said it as a joke i mean it is more nuanced than just the hunger games in korean um there's Hmm. like for example this isn't really spoiling it this is pretty quick in the in the beginning of the series but all the players of this game are people who are in debt so they're definitely that's obviously different than hunger games hunger games more of a structural like colonies send tribute as people for entertainment These people are all in debt, so it's a different sort of servitude, I guess. But it's just it's just very different. Um, but yeah, they also die. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so the farewell. <laughs> great, great. Love to How hear. does it parallel with the Beggar's Red? I don't know. I missed that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think I deleted my note on it. Um, so oh, <laughs> too that. late. It's all but, gone. Uh, too late. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> setting myself up for failure. No, I was thinking about it in the sense of um the dynamics and the uprootedness and so like it's really talking about the challenges of an immigrant family when they become acculturated and so like how do they maintain their cultural roots without getting lost in the sauce and so you see that kind of depicted through the relationship between the protagonist billy and her parents and then between 
like her parents and their relatives in China and then their parents and their relatives in Japan and how they've all kind of like they have these different approaches and there's a lot of criticism leveled at the family that immigrated to the United States for not maintaining like their cultural identity in the same way that everybody else did um and so I thought that was just really captivating to me in like trying to navigate these murky waters um throughout a comedy of all things you know and a comedy also about death and so like there's just a lot of really fun themes at play here but really that part was what I thought of a lot with the podcast and at least I think that's that's where I was going with that note that I discarded later (laughs) was trying to navigate murky waters where um there's certain expectations of you and then you're kind of like subverting those just by being in these different environments like so i think of myself like going into social work getting a social work education but being a christian and coming from definitely certain beliefs that factor into the way in which i'm practicing and so there's challenges to that and there's acculturation challenges or integration challenges um and then on both sides, you know, you're kind of navigating these two perspectives of like very politically conservative Christians and then like the further end of like the social work spectrum of like this far left approach to everything, which isn't always the case in social work, but um, it's it's there and it can be. Um, and so kind of like in a, in a very similar but also not similar way, driving through the channels of these murky waters in trying to, you know, stay afloat. It's kind of like how I feel like I've navigated this podcast. Hmm. Navigating and staying afloat. Well, that might be a good place to segue. But before we segue, we do have our co-listener. Yeah, we do. Nick, you want to you want to read our our co-listening review? Oh yeah. No, no, I was here. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a good segue." So, let me just pull it up. It's funny. I think um, in my, as we've talked about, my efforts to get co-listener reviews is few and strugglesome. And that's not a word, but I love it. It was pulling tooth and nail for this one from my dear friend, who's also a social worker, um, Laura Ooh. from North Carolina. Shout out to Laura. Shout out to Laura. We actually, yeah, we ended up, um, the reason why I wanted her specifically to do the co-listener for this final episode and for this resource in particular is because we went to see this movie in theaters together and that was you know 2019 so it was before COVID and all that but it was uh yeah it was like one of the last movies I saw before everything shut down and so it kind of just like reminded me of a, a lot of memories and stuff and I knew that she was gonna have an insightful thing to say I just had to really pry it out of her <laughs> So, Laura from North Carolina says, It's a grab-your-tissues kind of movie that explores another culture in a way that is both humorous and genuine. Hey! End quote. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Laura. We Thanks, Laura. You're great. Maybe you'll listen to this episode. I don't know. I don't know if you Maybe. keep track of it. Who knows? Um, but Maybe now you have she's... time to catch up, like I've told other people. Hey, if you, yeah. weren't, <laughs> if you weren't able to catch up before, well, now we're done. So... <laughs> No, jokes on you you gotta listen to all of them now and then you gotta listen no, to the resources as well oh yeah it's a lot of pressure there's only like what 50 Man. episodes it's fine i don't know 
It is crazy to think about because literally I'm looking at when our first episode was released. It was right in the beginning of November of 2020. Oh. And right now we're recording in the beginning of November 2021, which is going to come out in mid-December, which, as mentioned earlier, we're going to be retired. And, you know, I think that wait, was it this episode or I don't know, whatever. Did you say um, we're going to be in Florida sipping on root beer? Was that yeah, this episode? There I think I it was like 10 bonus. minutes ago. I, think, I don't know. Who knows? I think it was our last. <laughs> oh, they all blur together, Nick. They all blur uh, together. Um, but yeah, it's it's been quite a quite a time, you might say. Um, but I heard, rumor has it that Nick has prepared a small essay on reflections. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just trying to think of. Well, yeah, because like I know you had a pretty decent amount of things to say for that bonus episode which we did record back to back um yeah we did and i thought that was really insightful yeah and it definitely ties into a lot of things that i was thinking about as we conclude this series of beggars bread this podcast this little truth-seeking adventure with (laughs) i don't know if there was a lot i don't think there was a lot of ups and ups and downs per se but uh you know some logistical crap some (laughs) (laughs) Some reschedulings due to technical issues, some screaming of cats in the background, some hiding in closets with my mic up close to your face and then taking photos of it. Some journeys to um, Chicago to do a reunion, not necessarily related to the podcast, but just to see a a local podcast buddy that's not local anymore. (laughs) We're interstate, interstate podcast. Yeah, yeah, which means that we will have to schedule a time not to uh, hang out in the dead of winter in Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, true. Um, yeah, no, I. It's kind of crazy to think. I remember after our first, <clears throat> our first episode, I think I let out kind of like a yell of excitement, and only thought, you know, after two seconds of being like, "Woo!" realizing that nick's headphones were probably still in and i probably just like yelled in his ears <laughs> and then i'm like oh i'm sorry nick i felt so relieved after we finished our first episode and i was like like so excited but also like oh my gosh we did that and, and then like <laughs> now when we finish i normally like kind of take a big sigh because i'm like oh man like i just said a bunch of stuff publicly and uh, now it's out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that has always been a fear for sure like trying to you're like, oh, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna say? Well, especially within those like first, I don't know, first season particularly, and then yeah. I think as we progressed forward into this one, and I think especially season four um, is when I think we got that that traction going and was putting out content that was um, cha- very challenging to people. Not to say that we didn't do that earlier, but I feel like. Season four and season five for when we were getting there, you know, like we got it. Yeah, we definitely um we had some intense stuff going on for like just back to back episodes. It was like, oh man, we are talking about abortion, and then we're talking about race, and then we're talking about sex, and it's like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> a lot of ultimately, stuff. like the question is, right? Did we did we accomplish what we set out to do? Yeah, I know you tried, no more to, you tried to jump the gun. What's that? <laughs> I said, yeah, there's no more disinformation. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I mean. I don't know. (laughs) Did we? Did we, Nick? I feel like 
I don't. Well, what I wrote down was like on a like a mechanical level, just being able to share like resources that we really enjoyed and like resonated with, and like changed our perspective on something um, with other people that might not have listened to that before, but like they know us relationally, and then having this resources podcast, they'd be like, oh, well, I'm friends with you. I'll listen to you. I'll support your work. You know, whatever. Um, I think in that regard as far as like exposing people to different things is concerned i would say that was a success like over the last five years i feel like my cohort or how many whatever five seasons did i say five years it's fine (laughs) yeah we've been doing this for forever (laughs) Ah! oh man too long but what do you think i mean do you think exposure uh do you think exposure convinces people i'm gonna tell you my hot take I think we accomplished what we set out to do because in our introduction, we say we invite Christians and truth seekers to engage with thoughtful resources in an age of disinformation. And I think the key word there is invite. And like, here's the thing. I am. Oh, my goodness. My computer did something. It freaked me out. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know if we're going to delete that or not. Probably not, because beggar bread. And we're just like, ah, see us and saying random things. Um, yeah, I probably won't edit it. I don't know if I care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So, here, they like, want that the raw thing. cut. It's, <laughs> it's totally legitimate and very, very likely that my views will change in the future on a number of these issues, right? Maybe they're going to stay mostly the same, but different tweaks, you know, just so many of these things we talk about are very intense, very in-depth, very nuanced, um, have multiple dimensions to them, blah, blah, blah. You get it, you know, got to throw in blah, 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 so that now we're good. Now it's a complete season five episode. Um, but truly, the idea is that we would invite people. And I hope that people, as they've engaged with these resources, many of which I'm guessing pretty much regardless of your persuasion of different things, you'd probably disagree with because it wasn't all conservative. It wasn't all progressive. And some of it was theological. Some of it was economics. Some of it was political. Some of it was social. Like, I hope you felt invited to basically take a step back and go, wow, I think the world is kind of gray in some ways. Now, again, I like, I have certain convictions that I do think things, some things are more or less clear but so many, yeah, so many really important topics are very unclear. <laughs> um, and I think sometimes that disinformation can really proliferate among just a kind of mindset of like good versus bad, you know, us versus them. We're right. They're wrong. Um, and so don't get me wrong. I'm sure I'm wrong about a, a bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, I, I got lots to learn, but I hope that people would be more likely to share my conviction that, oh, you know what? This is a little bit more complicated than I originally thought um, about a number of things. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think that something about doing a podcast does transform you as well. Like I I found it to be a humbling experience because I definitely had it, like even though we had the tagline, you know, where it's an invitation to invite people, doesn't mean that I didn't want people to come away at least accepting some things that i was saying you know um as true especially like the things that i felt like given my degree and background like i'm coming from a place where i do know something um 
but that being said, I think like in the same breath, like being able to wis- like witness people listen to our podcast and then like continue to have kind of the same, you know, propagation of conspiracy theories or rage on social media or like an unfaltering loyalty uh, to like one political aisle or the other, whatever. Uh, it does make me pause and it does remind me that like truth can't be subjugated to like a utilitarian perspective in that like i'm just trying to use truth to get something out of somebody else um it needs to be transforming me into person i'm called to be and so i thought it was just transformational let me just say that super long and weird that's good (laughs) i like that well, yeah, I think for me, like, I felt like because having partaken in probably a more in-depth way than our listeners have with your resources and share, you know, having to listen to them, maybe jot down some notes on them. I think I've come out of this a little bit less partisan than I had before, you know, starting this podcast. Um, and that's not like tooting my own horn. I just feel like it do- it has shaped like the ways in which I viewed things. And I definitely feel like I'm more critical than I probably had been prior to the podcast. And I wasn't just taking everything that I'm consuming at face value. Mm. And this is particularly on like the left side. Oh, I see. Like you're saying you, you used to be more, yeah. Tell me a little bit more. Like you used to be more partisan and a loyalty to the left. Yeah, I would say so. Cause it's like, um, I've just really valued recently, and we've talked, I mean, we've talked about David French all the time, but like the dispatch, right? Like I am consuming that podcast of theirs a lot more than other information, I think. And I think that's helpful. And I think that's for me something because I'm in spaces where I'm not necessarily always going to be getting that sort of um, informational input that it helps me to balance things in a way that i might not be getting if i was just stuck on consuming the stuff i had been normally consuming so like you do have to really come out of it with the intention of i'm going to try to find something that's balanced that i'm going to listen to that's going possibly to make me mad possibly that i'm going to disagree with you know um mm-hmm. but something that's like also based in reality um which i do heavily appreciate and so again with like any journey towards truth like we've talked about before you know like my convictions can change like they probably will um but it's really like being vulnerable and giving myself space to say like oh wow you know i never thought about it that way before coming from this perspective yeah no that's really good i um and i do think what you're talking about even you know what space you occupy uh, uh, that was a funny way of saying occupy um <laughs> you're from the midwest it's fine oh yeah there you go i just say funny things um yeah you know it so many so much influence i was really struck i was talking with a friend the other day and they had said something similar to what you just said about just like they're very aware of how the people that they're with influence their thoughts and they were inviting me to kind of challenge their thoughts and pardon me because of just this specific friend part of me was kind of put off because like well it's kind of your responsibility too to do research but at the same time like well i'm honored that you consider me a source to try and 
give you some different thoughts. Um, so just because this person is quite a bit older than me in a position of influence. So <clears throat> that's where part of me was kind of put off. Cause I was like, okay, but like, I'm like 20 years younger than you. Like, but whatever. I was not trying to be judgy. Um, but I, I was really humbled by how vulnerable they were and willing to just say, yeah, you know what? I'm surrounded by a certain crowd of people and I need other voices. And I feel the same way, you know, like I, I, I do feel like I'm surrounded by a mix, a crowd. Like I'm, you know, I've, I've got people from across the political spectrum that have influenced me <laughs> that are, are inf actively influencing me every day. <laughs> so, um, I don't really feel stuck in that echo chamber as much as maybe I used to. Um, but yeah, I just really appreciate your thoughts and I really appreciated the different thoughts that you've shared with me. And I feel like that's a big part of what, you know, kind of gave birth to this podcast was like, Hey, we just kind of shared stuff with each other. <laughs> and then it was like, Oh, we should do this for more people. Yeah, no, it was kind of cool. And it's something that like, I feel like I still continue to do in little ways. I'm like, Oh yeah. Like share this with me, you know, like to other friends and stuff. I'm like, yeah, like open up yourself to something different that like, you're like, wow, that seems very, very strange, but let me, let me try it out. Um, well, and I think that's one of the most satisfying things I've had about this podcast as much as, so sometimes it was very tiring listening to so many things because I would, yeah, you know, cause I would listen to things you recommended. I would listen to the things I was going to recommend, but also I would re-listen to it. Cause I'd be like, well, I really want to hear this, you know, maybe two or three or four times to kind of interact with the thinkers. Right. Like I don't want to mm -hmm. just give a, a straw man argument about something they're saying, um, but one of the most rewarding parts was when people recommended things to me, people that normally I, I just, I don't know, like really a lot of season five, we had three episodes in a row, um, Seaspiracy, Dissect, uh, and then it, right around there was, um, oh, what's the NPR one called? Rough Translations. Um, those three were all recommended by different people and those three were also the, the people that recommended them were the co-listeners and that sort of engagement of them saying, Hey, here's a thing that I liked. And even last night, like I watched the, this is back from, I don't know what, or maybe season three. Um, when we said the cult of masculinity, when we were recommending the masculine living, I watched that documentary with someone last night and like, I was actually so tired. I had to go to bed before it finished, but like, I've already seen it like three times. So, but like, mm -hmm. I could just the conversation we had throughout a little bit. I was like, this is just a solid resource. And I'm glad if nothing else, I'm glad I have these resources just <laughs> like categorized in the future. If I want to reference them. Yeah. Just be like, listen to our, our podcast about it. Uh, but I think that's a beautiful thing. Like I'm glad you highlighted how even the people that have been engaging with this podcast have, promoted like have contributed to it as well in a way like i mean that's why we had the co-listeners too because we want to hear what other people are saying about it um but just the fact that our co-listeners then went above and beyond and was like hey i have something that's really thoughtful that you should also be promoting on this um i feel like i learned a lot from that as well and i honestly i even had now they didn't get into the season but there were people that i wasn't talking to as well that were like oh i'm doing a very similar thing like you know 
should collab at some point and obviously like we're quitting so it didn't really turn <laughs> out but it was interesting to just hear that there are other people out and i think that's a big takeaway for me too is just learning that like oh we're not we're not as alone as we might think we are um particularly as christians too like i think that's kind of um that could be challenging for some if you do feel like you're you know you're in a community that you're not um the things that you're listening to or consuming aren't necessarily correlating with kind of the broader messages you're hearing and so it can be challenging to to engage with these things and so i do appreciate the the boldness with which our listeners have been willing to to speak out on these things and sometimes with a lot of prompting like (laughs) with laura (laughs) that sounded like you're calling her out yeah no that's fine thank you laura thank you laura so much (laughs) i can't wait to hear her response if she actually listens it's gonna be well it's almost like (laughs) you gotta be polite nick because if you're not well the funny thing is now we don't have any future episodes but in the past we'd always be like you gotta thank the (laughs) co-listener Because otherwise, no one's going to be a co Nobody's going to want it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. I've been friends with her for so long now. It's not like she basically coerced me into being friends in undergrad. And so, like, we've been friends ever since. So, yeah, like, I, I value that yeah. one very strongly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, I love. Well, actually, no. We don't have to talk about the podcast, but. Um, <laughs> let's say again. What are you going to say? This Your is wedding. the final episode. You got to say like, it now. Say it now. You know the. Okay. You know how people okay listener i'm talking to you i'm not talking to nick for a second listener this is a sidebar this is a fourth fourth window or fourth wall or whatever they call it breaking the fourth wall uh, <laughs> um you know how people are always like hey i'm gonna have my friend just get licensed as a minister and marry me and my spouse to be <laughs> yeah nick actually did that so <laughs> which now i can be like yo i have the coolest friend ever they're like so relaxed and anyway i'm not gonna i'm the reason why i didn't want to say anything nick was because now now i'm talking to nick and everybody is you know you gotta be careful not to embarrass your loved ones on podcasts because that's not for them (laughs) because then it feels like you're like exploiting their story and that that is not what i was trying to do so then i was like oh maybe i shouldn't say it but then i think just leave it at that nick and his wife are super cool and i'm super glad they're my friends and I'm super glad I got to be at their wedding. So that, I love that that was... there's there's so much background to that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if Nick, y'all didn't you... know, the the co-listener also was the person that officiated our wedding. Huh? Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, is that where you're going with that? Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, I just want to make that clear. Uh huh. To to listener, I'm talking to listener. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, talk to listener. You talk to him. I'll be your hype man. Yeah, yeah, Nick. You tell him. You tell him. Yeah, hype me up. I think like there's a pair I'm talking about parallels right it's weird I'm st- we're stuck on it like you said blah 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 I'm stuck on the word parallel um, there's something about kind of like a parallel between how we've approached this and like my own spiritual journey in the sense of like when you've read so much you can't go back and so you just kind of have to like submit yourself to the truth and wherever that, that leads you you know um and so that that becomes a challenging experience in and of itself, and that's many different rabbit trails. But I just thought that was interesting because, like, as I'm entering into Orthodoxy, um, or like Orthodox Christianity, Eastern Orthodox Christianity, let me just say it like fifty times. Um, yeah, say it again. What are you? What are you yeah. entering? Uh, you know, Orthodox <laughs> Church or whatever. 
Um, there's like we've talked about like deconstruction, but like there's these very like real resources that have made me challenge myself and like grapple with my faith in a way that hasn't been necessarily the case before. Um, like even like we've talked about, you know, ruthless, ruthless elimination of hurry. Um, we've talked about the color of compromise. We've talked about Jesus and John Wayne making a biblical womanhood. Um, we've talked about NT right, stuff like that. And so like, there's these, challenging things that definitely propel me in a way that i'm like oh well this is this is where i'm going this is the direction that i'm being led on and so in a similar vein to how the podcast has operated i think it's like we've engaged with all these challenging things from both of us that it's hard you can't really go back on and be like ah nah this hasn't impacted me or this hasn't changed the way i view things you know i feel like at least as co-hosts there's been something beneficial coming out of all of this. <laughs> and like to participate in the struggle, I think that's a, that's a very Christian virtue, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's really good. Oh, Nick, how are we going to finish this episode? How are we, how are we going to, what did you say? Tie a bow on it? Or what was the other thing you said? I think I said tie a bow on it, but then like we just tear it apart. Cause it's just a, flaming ball of fire trash or something (laughs) (laughs) okay so um yeah to to do that (laughs) oh also okay for anyone i you know i feel very deeply flattered by some people who have said you're gonna be done what you're gonna be done with the podcast how could you what how could you be done um first that's so kind you guys are very nice um yeah my mom is shocked my mom too well what do you know our moms um bonding bonding um yeah i'm I'm deeply flattered but i you know i really do feel like the goal was to invite people and i think if you're going that was pretty good i hope you can look at some of the resources we recommended and maybe you find one or two podcasts in there that you're thinking i kind of like this one and maybe you can run with that because there is so much information that we recommended over the last five seasons. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, part of me is like, oh, no, we should keep going because, you know, the disinformation is obviously still there as much as I joke. <laughs> it's all gone. Yeah, um, you tried to wish, whisk it away with your words. But I mean, in so many ways. And, OK, I guess I'm going back to reflecting a little bit. In this time in our in the United States, I know there may be some people listening across the world, which is super cool. I know you know Nick and I are in the United States. I I see the this continuing kind of extremism on on both the right and left, and uh, you know even just when I was reading, I know Nick and I alluded to it in the past about a review we got that called us woke and said we didn't have any thoughtful resources which part of me is like oh maybe he's right i don't know maybe i'm super just i don't know pie in the sky got some weird ideas delusional whatever um but what i actually think is there's just these very very extreme ideas and in a lot of ways i'm trying my best to invite people to come to a more just reasonable conversation which is very difficult um, because 
I'm not trying to come across as arrogant or stuck up or whatever. Um, but also I am asserting that some views are less reasonable than others. And, you know, people don't really like to hear that all the time, which is understandable. Um, so, but it's just, it's an awkward spot to be in, but I think a necessary one at times. And hopefully someone can be in that spot for me when I have crazy ideas. They can be like, Hey Luke, actually this idea that you have, that's, I don't know about that. And we can have a great conversation and maybe they'll make a podcast and they'll be like, Luke, listen to my podcast. And then I'll be like, Oh, I know what it's like making a podcast. Yeah. Send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's come full freaking circle. And I would hope full also that they come circle. at it from a position in which it's again, that kind of like, relational capital that you guys have been building and so they're able to come and confront you in a way that's not so aggressive and so hostile and so like reflexively oppositional that you just get thrown off and you're like i can't engage with this um because as we i think we've seen that time and time again and the way in which we engage in either public discourse online or um just the way in which we engage with our, our relatives and friends and neighbors um, which again, like that's that's calling me out as well in my my historic approaches to these topics, right? And my frequent or infrequent growing and in my attempts to grow in that. That <laughs> um, does remind me that like, or it encourages me, I would say, to kind of embrace that more tangible reality, both in like spiritual and physical life, and so focusing less on what I'm propagating on the internet and more on the few little lives I can be around the few little beautiful lives I can engage with and talk to and just learn from, and then hope to share stuff as well. Hmm. That's good. That's inspirational. That's kind of poetic. The few little beautiful lives. Uh, We are just a a couple little beautiful, beautiful little people, even though we're over six foot, both of us. Well, you're over six foot. I am six. I am barely six foot. Okay. Um. Hey, no more personal information. People are going to track us down. They're getting our social security numbers and be like, ha ha ha, I got your identity and all this stuff. Yeah, let's go back. Let's, let's, let's fear monger. That'll be fun. Oh my gosh. So what, what do we do? What do we do moving forward? You know? What do we do? What do you do? Well, first of all, everyone. Go on to Patreon and give us a hundred dollars just because. No, actually, don't do that. Oh, that'd be great. It's Christmas time. Yeah, it's like a week before Christmas. Yeah, because you know, if things continue as they are, this is like literally November right now, early November. You know, the supply chain is gonna be down. You're gonna be like, I can't get what I want to get. Like, what am I gonna do? You're gonna be like, I I got all this extra money laying around. What am I gonna do with all this extra money? I'm in school. I need money. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug for both of us. Yeah, hey, you're like, literally... I'm not going to be making any money with my degree. Uh, um, yeah, that's the calling I think I'm at. <laughs> okay, so after that, after you do that, um, shameless plug, uh, you know, I, I hope you find a podcast or two from Beggar's Bread that you're like, I want to check this out. Um, also, you know, give them a nice review. Give, if you like someone's podcast, just give them a review. It takes like 30 seconds. And, you know, they, they put a lot of time making that podcast. Uh, but no, seriously, um, what 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 now? I mean, I don't know. What, what do you do with your life normally? Just do that. 
I guess it's not as climatic as uh, as our conclusion personally, you know, because like we've invested a lot of time into it. Uh, a lot of late nights just listening to Luke sing in his Smeagol voice. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. But uh, I don't know. I mean, like, oh I think gosh. it'll be it'll be interesting for sure to see what the the months ahead lie lie for us. And I know you got whole bunch of cool things you're doing you're getting more engaged i'm getting busier and busier as well with yeah. you know catechesis and then also grad school and then just holidays coming up christmas yeah. kind of a big deal kind of yeah. a lot of stuff going on yeah i mean yeah and content wise i don't know if it's gonna happen but nick and i both have aspirations to write books in the future so you know if like in five years you want to google actually maybe <laughs> 10 years <laughs> give us some time guys there's no deadline yeah i'm still waiting on getting published man that guy's taking forever oh my gosh <laughs> call him out he'll never listen to this uh, all right cool oh <laughs> um, well, well dang you have any words of wisdom to impart upon us for our, our final our final farewell farewell mm-hmm. farewell I, I, you know, for me, whenever I'm talking about these complicated things, I love just thinking about that verse in James. It's always like, and just print, whenever I'm going to a tense conversation, I was like, Lord, help me be slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to anger. You know, I think when it comes down to it, um, you know, obviously there's all these very important systemic things. I, I'm not trying to take away from thinking about all those things. But if you're trying to persuade somebody or share information with them, you know, being slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to anger. Uh, that's a, a very solid guide rail just as you're trying to find your footing if something's really confusing. Yeah. Any any wisdom you've got to depart, Nick? Oh, I gave my poetry earlier. I'm still waiting on that to get published. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, if it does... You know, you got the Instagram and the Facebook control of Beggar's Bread, so you know who's to say it won't just appear there. Uh, but with Mike, that, well, uh, uh, I mean, I'm trying to get off of Facebook too. Oh, so. okay, just kidding. It's probably not going to be there. Yeah, yeah, like I said, trying to live a more tangible relational reality. Yeah, you so know? true. Yeah. Yeah, I'll still be off. your friend. Don't worry. Don't worry. I have your phone number. Thanks, Nick. That's true. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen. Unless you have anything else, Nick. You got anything else? That's always what I ask. No, I think we're just dragging it on. <laughs> okay, all right. With that, thanks for joining us. We are officially retiring from Beggar's Bread. We're Thank grateful. God. No, <laughs> we're grateful for you guys joining us. We really had a good time. And, uh, yeah, hope you have a, a great rest of your life. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>